Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals at home. It's a little weird. We can kind of, we can see each other's faces, but we're not in person. We're doing some video, trying some things out as we continue on with the brand while we split apart. So, Hump, let's get a little update on your life. Uh, as, of course, you know, camp is over for us and the season has begun. It is week one for college football. And sadly, you're not going to be there with us, but you're doing some really fun things on your own. So give us a little update before we do some uh, some college football today. Yeah, man, it's going good, Dalton. Uh, happy to happy to be back doing walk on radio. Uh, kind of have two jobs at the moment. Uh, I've got my big boy, you know, corporate America job, but I've also got uh, I'm doing broadcasting. If you if you hadn't heard uh, for for my alma mater, Sulphur Springs, and uh, last Friday was my first you know legit live go at it. Uh, apparently, I did really well, uh, which is is good to hear. Also, you know, I just enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I was I was telling someone, I don't think that that opportunity would have came as quickly uh, had we not done walk on radio. I think that that brought on that opportunity. Uh, just that you know, I could speak and I, I was knowledgeable about football. That that kind of brought a really cool insight uh, to calling live. live play by play. Uh, and so that's exciting. It's going well. Uh, I'm, I'm envious of you this week because it is game week. It's it's first week in college football. You guys are playing against AM. and uh, Man, I, I, I miss it. Uh, I, I wish that I was running out of that tunnel with you guys, but I'm super excited to be a, a great alumni supporter. Uh, I plan on, I'm definitely coming to Piney Woods for sure. And then, um, I'll be at a home game or two, uh, some somewhere in there. Uh, but Pony was for sure. But yeah, I, it's gonna be weird for me watching Sam Houston play on TV. Uh, haven't haven't done that in a couple of years, and so uh, it's it's everything's going good though. Yeah, it was really fun. To, I I had you on watching your game, and uh, you know I was cleaning the house, and it was really interesting to hear your voice. You know, doing play by play uh, for Sulphur Springs. So shout out Chad's Media. Uh, they're doing a lot of great things, and I'm excited for y'all in the season. But hump, let, let's let's roll with the Sam Houston football while we're at it. And the good thing is, is you can finally give a you know a true <laughs> behind not even behind the scenes, but a, a professional opinion from outside of the the team. But a uh, and M College yep. State. Who would have thought that you would have heard those words, Sam Houston State versus a And M? It's it's a crazy thing. Uh, it's it's weird. All the guys are talking about it, how how weird it sounds, but how excited we are. So hump. Give us a little preview from uh, from a fan's perspective. Uh, you've come and watched the team during camp a couple of times, so you've seen us. So uh, let's hear let's hear your Sam Houston preview from a from a fan's experience. Yeah, and the you know the the interesting part is that obviously A and M is a huge opponent, but we just have to get used to Sam Houston being attached to these bigger names because we're already seeing these future schedules uh, put out. You know, Hawaii, Central Florida. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern, I think, uh, Why all these bigger, all these bigger teams. Uh, and, but that's, that's where Sam Houston's heading. Uh, and so I, I would personally, I don't, don't be surprised if Sam Houston plays a quote unquote money game for years to come, uh, because that's, that's the best way to get 
that's the best way to get a big check as a team that's going from FCS to FBS. I mean, that just logistically makes sense. But yeah, Dalton, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, A&M is, is obviously, I think, what are they, sixth in, in the sixth of the country uh, for FBS. That's, that's awesome. Uh, what a, what a unique and, and just awesome experience that you guys are going to get to have playing at Kyle Field in front of a hundred thousand plus. Uh, and that's not, that's not debatable. That will be, that's factual. They, they pack that thing out. I've been to a couple games at Kyle Field uh, in College Station. And so that, it's going to be rocking. I mean, the, the hair, the hair on your back is going to stand up when you run out of that tunnel. Um, you know, you're on kickoff return. So personally, I hope that Sam Houston starts with the ball. That way you're, you're in there on the first play of the game, uh, which I know you'll love. Um, but, it, you know, it's going to be tough. Um, first off, my advice to Sam Houston is have fun. Don't, don't forget to enjoy that experience. Uh, you're going in there as a team that has a 75% different roster from the national championship team. The odds are stacked against Sam Houston, okay? Had we played them with that group, I'm not saying we'd beat them, but I am saying that it would have been pretty interesting. And not that it can't be interesting this weekend. It's just you guys are figuring out who you are. You, you don't, you know, new quarterback, new running back, multiple new O-linemen, different receivers, mega senior leadership gone. And so it's a learning, it's a learning experience for Sam Houston. Uh, I mean, do you, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I think I think the interesting about that it seems like on both for both teams it's going to be a lot of brand news. Uh, you, we even though we did see that Haynes King was announced the starter for A and M, he didn't have a lot of experience last year because uh, he broke his leg early, if I remember. Uh, a lot of their guys in defense are new, and uh, they you know a lot of people went to the draft for A and M because of their good season last year. So I think both sides are going to experience some things they haven't before, and. It's, it's going to be a really fun game. And, and I know the experience is there, but, you, you know, we want to win. We want to go out there and do our best. And, and Jimbo Fisher has talked about how they need to take this game seriously because we're a team that's won the NAS championship, been successful for years. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool seeing on Twitter. That's yeah. pretty neat. So, you know, I am so excited for this game. I think this will be right under the national championship for me in terms of just pure excitement because th this is a game that you – Dream about you dream about playing Texas A&M. You dream about playing Clemson, Alabama, and this is one of those teams. And, and you talk about being the number seven team in the country or six. You know, Desmond Howard picked them to win the national championship. <laughs> but this is a team that some people are considering to win the national championship. And, and I'll tell you, if we win this game, I just where do you think they end up ranked the next week? Do you do they fall completely off, or do they probably low twenties and? And is their national championship picture, uh, is it gone? Because I don't want to – Oh, wanna yeah. Future stuff, but in, in the crazy world where Sam Houston get the upset victory, what happens to A&M? Oh, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, A&M has no chance at making the college football playoffs. Um, I mean, well, so, so Michigan, number five in the country, opened up with Appalachian State in 07, okay? It was a year – that I believe Appalachian State won the FCS National Championship. Uh, and they, they go into the big house, get the block kick, beat Michigan. It would be that level upset. Um, and, I, and I 
man, I just, it'd be huge. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be monumental. Uh, it would thing about this game is that uh, we, because, you know, we're ineligible and we don't really have a lot of stakes this year. We have nothing to lose. Right. has so much to lose in this game. Right. And uh, I think that's really interesting. There's going to be a chip on our shoulder, but, but yeah, it's, it's that we have a, we can go out there balls of the wall because we are, there isn't a national championship we're playing for. There isn't playoffs that, that we're hoping to get. Okay. Dalton, Dalton, let me ask you a hypothetical here. Okay. You only get to win one of these games as a same Houston player this season, you get one. A&M or SFA. Man. Ah, oh, man. Look, we we beat SFA 10 times in a row. You know, it, it's the last look, one. Look, 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 look. I know where you're going with this, okay? And I get it. I get it. It would be awesome to beat A&M, okay? But at the end of the day, Sam Houston's not supposed to beat A&M, okay? It's, you know, I mean, it's a 35-40 it's a point spread, so it's not supposed to happen. This is the last battle of the Pawnee Woods for the foreseeable future, okay? I don't know how long it's going to be, but people still talk about Texas beating A&M, and they hadn't played in over 10 years. So I think winning that last one, who knows how long it's going to be? Who knows? Man, all I'm going to say is, is the last, Pawnee, the last battle of Pawnee Wood going to get you on Center, or is beating the sixth team in the country going to get you on Center? It's true. It's it's it's. I could see either argument. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, honestly, I want I want to win both of them. If we're being oh, real. of course, of course. No, I'm saying hypothetically, you got to pick one. But yeah, yeah. okay, my, my it's, it's be a debate. And I'm excited for that one. But this is this is different. This is a different yeah. animal. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good deal, man. I'm I'm very excited to watch. Well, uh, hopefully, we'll be here next week and we'll be able to give an update whether that's win or loss. But hump. It's week one. We already week zero has passed by. We got to see some good games. Uh, we can talk about a little bit. Nebraska Northwestern, Northwestern with the win. But Hump, let me tell you, I I'm excited for Nebraska this year because they showed a lot of good things. They did. I think Casey Thompson did a really good job. I do like Casey Thompson. I think their offense is good. Their defense struggled a little bit. I think Scott Frost is about done. I think, I think so. he's probably gone. They, he I, he has to win out the rest of the year for his chance to survive. Well, it ain't happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other game we got to talk about real quick, Jacksonville State and SFA. Ooh. For an SFA team that looked really good in the beginning, then all of a sudden just comes crashing down. Jacksonville State blows out SFA. Hump, what does that show you about SFA going the rest of the year? Because they were number 10 in the FCS. Yeah, it's unexcusable. I mean, point blank. Uh, you you cannot – and, again, I you know, I can say different things now because I'm not a player and I don't have to be as politically correct. Um, I'm not going to disrespect anybody, but you know what I'm trying to say. With no Sam Houston in the mix as far as, as, far as playoffs, rankings, all that goes, you're not a conference with Central Arkansas anymore. You – you, you, this is your chance, SFA. This, this is your chance. You can walk into the playoffs. Walk into the playoffs. The whack, whack's pretty weak at this point. It's pretty weak. You can walk into the playoffs, okay? Win a playoff game, win a playoff game. All of a sudden, 
you're in the semifinals and you, and, and I mean, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot be up 17 to seven over not a great Jacksonville state team. I mean, they were, they were okay last year when we played them. a lot of, a lot of great athletes, but their program is kind of in shambles that they, you know, they're having some, having some drama uh, and to get embarrassed in the second half like that is a, that's a bad one. That's a, that's a really tough pill to swallow week, week zero. Yeah. And, you know, allegedly they even had spies at Jacksonville state's practice and Ooh. I guess it wasn't enough because they still got ran over, but I don't know. The interesting thing about that is, boy, you better be real sure that uh, that you you've got good hard evidence if you're going to pre- present those al- allegations. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of makes me think, okay, maybe maybe they really did. All right. Well, Hump, let's roll into some FBS talk. What we're going to do is we're going to start off and we're going to talk about the Power Five uh, conferences. We're going to talk who we think is going to win. You know, there's there's a bunch of different answers. Then we're going to kind of move to group of five, Heisman, and then, of course, the final four. So starting off, let's roll with the ACC. Of course, SEC's last. So ACC, for the Atlantic side, Hump, who do you got winning? Any sleeper teams, teams to look out for? And uh, let's roll into it. Well, Dalton, uh, I, I think that I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Last year, I predicted that there would be a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from the ACC. Uh, I, I believe that I, I believe that I said that. Um, I was way off. Um, there, there wasn't even anyone close to that, uh, and that's okay. But you know, Dalton, this year in the ACC Atlantic, I see. Before I say who who I think is going to win, I think Florida State is going to be improved. I think that they will – I think that they're going to trend up. They've been bad the last couple of years, but I, but I see them being pretty good, pretty good ball club. I see Louisville being a pretty good ball club. NC State is getting a lot of publicity. Uh, I think their defense is going to be one of the better defenses in the country. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in on Clemson in the ACC. Um, I know that that's a cliche thing. But they were down last year. DJ Ungalele, my boy, did not per- perform to, to what I thought he could be. Uh, but Clemson is going to have one of the best defenses in the country. I think Clemson wins the ACC Atlantic, and I think Clemson wins the ACC as a whole. Yeah, I went uh, Clemson as well for the Atlantic, but NC State is a, is a name I wrote down as somebody to look out for. I think they can do well, but they're still not at the elite ACC level. They don't have that name. Yeah, I don't have that name. Not be a contender yet, but I think they're on a, a good, you know, trip, a good road. Uh, next up, we have the ACC Coastal. So who? So you already said Clemson's gonna win, but who are they gonna compete against? Uh, you got some really good names. Pitt, of course, last year. Desmond Howard has him making the playoffs. UNC, our our boys, even though we they lost Sam Howell, and then Miami with a uh, Cristobal coming in and become the head coach. Will that change the U uh, hump? So who you got winning the Coastal? I think it's going to be very close. I think a lot of teams are are good teams. I think North Carolina with Mac Brown is going to be fine. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, obviously Desmond Howard thinks they're going to be really good. I, I would say there's no chance they make the college football playoffs, but Pittsburgh's going to be good. Virginia, Virginia Tech, those guys, they compete. But 
call me crazy here, but give me uh, give me the U uh, on the coastal side. I think that's a fun pick. Uh, college football is better when they're good. Um, that you know, Texas, Miami, Florida State. The college football needs to be needs those teams to be good. So give me give me Miami uh, on that coastal side. But and, and I didn't mean to skip our talk, but yeah, give me Clemson for the for the whole ACC. Yeah, I went Miami as well, if only because wow, <laughs> there's so many unknowns with North Carolina. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be the guy? Are they gonna be as good as they were last year? And Pitt, I mean, Pitt lost Kenny Pickett, and they and they lost their receiver. I know he's at USC now, and I think Chris of all, he did a great job at Oregon. I think he's gonna come to Miami and do really well. Uh, so give me Miami. I I you know they're not gonna win. I Clemson is gonna win the ACC, but I think it's gonna be a start of something good for them. They're gonna win the Coastal, but unfortunately, they're not gonna make it through the championship. So next up, we got the Pac-12, and normally the Pac-12 kind of has a, a set group of guys that you know well are going to win, but all of a sudden there's a new contender with the USC Trojans coming in, brand new, basically a brand new team, new coach, new quarterback, uh, new receivers. So, Hump, for the Pac-12 South, you got your Utes, you got your Bruins, you got the Trojans. Who's winning the Pac-12 South? Yeah, and uh... – this is, I think the Pac-12 is, I think it's very top heavy this year. Uh, I think there's some bad teams in the Pac-12. Arizona, Arizona State are not good. Um, I think Arizona is going to get whooped by North Dakota State in a couple weeks. Um, did you know they played this year? Yeah, exciting. Yeah, I would bet the North Dakota State really puts it on them if I, if I had to guess, but Talking about the Pac-12 South, Dalton, I think it's a two-team race. I think that Utah is kind of a sleeper pick right now. Um, they're starting out number seven in the country. Um, the only problem is I think they're going to go into the swamp this week at Florida, and I think they're going to lose. Uh, I think that unranked Florida uh, beats number seven Utah. And so with that being said – I think that USC is the sexy pick here. Uh, I just talked about college football needing kind of some of those throwback programs. Give me, give me Lincoln Riley and the California Sooners um, of USC uh, to win the Pac-12 South. So, you know, that's funny you said that because um, for my picks, I had a little panel of, uh, of judges. It was me and a couple of my roommates and we've been discussing the Pac-12, and everybody was pro-Utah, except for me. I was pro-UC. <laughs> I think Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley are going to get it done. But unfortunately, I folded due to majority vote, and I did go Utah. But I really like USC, and I really like Florida, because Anthony Richardson finally gets the seat as, as the full-time quarterback one. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I am really excited, and uh, I think – that they're going to do really well. But give me USC to win the Pac-12 South. And then next we have the Pac-12 North. It seems like there's one contender, but, uh, you know, your guys, are the Ducks going to do it again? Who's winning the Pac-12 North? Yeah, Dalton, the Ducks are winning the Pac-12 North. Uh, I think that they're going to struggle with Georgia uh, coming up, but uh, th this coming up this weekend. But I still think – they're going to be fine. I think Oregon gets that done, uh, and I, I believe that they're going to win that side. 
Yeah, I'm going with the Ducks as well. I think it's a it's an easy road for them. But for the final, you have USC, I have Utah versus Oregon. Who's winning the Pac-12 as a whole? Oh, man, and, and we'll, we'll talk about what this means later, hopefully. But uh, give me the Trojans as the Pac-12 champions. Uh-oh. Is that a hot take coming? I don't know. We'll see. So next up, we have the Big Ten. The Big Ten, a lot of great teams. you got your, your heavy run, your multiple tight ends, fullbacks, and uh, just a lot of beautiful football there. But let's talk about the East. Hump, who's winning the Big Ten East? The Big Ten East, Dalton, uh, I think the Big Ten is – I think that's a, just a fun conference in general. Uh, there's obviously a lot of, you know, line it up and run it, defensive-oriented teams uh, in the Big Ten, and, that, and I think that's fun. But the Big Ten East, man, very competitive, probably one of the better divisions in all of football. Obviously, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, really great programs there. Um to me, Ohio State has way too much firepower this year uh, to, to be dethroned in that Big Ten East. But I really do like Penn State. Uh, I think that they're a sleeper team. Uh, I like them more than I like Michigan. Uh, you know, Michigan this week announced that they're actually going to start quarterback week one. And they're going to start a different quarterback week two. And week three, they're going to they're gonna basically decide who they're rolling with. I don't know. I just always believe that if you don't have one, if you, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Uh, and so I don't know. I, I don't, I, that, that recipe is not going to beat Ohio state. So, so give me, give me OSU. Yeah. I'm going with Ohio state as well. It seems, uh, it seems they have some competition and some schedules could get ruined, but a team that I'm looking out for is Michigan state. I think Michigan state is a team that it has been on the, the come up. They're going to do well. They're, I don't think they're going to win the, the East because Ohio State is still good. But um, I'm going with Ohio State here. Not easy, but I think they're going to run away with it. And then, of course, we have the West. This is where you get the big boys, the, the big power <laughs> run team. Who's winning the Big Ten West? Yeah, and this is – it's it's lopsided. I think the Big Ten East is much better as a whole than the West. Uh, Iowa – you know, predominantly really great program. Uh, that's tied in you probably. Um, but I, I might have I might have gone Nebraska had this last week gone differently. Uh, but I think I'm just going to take the safe pick here and I'm going to go Wisconsin. Seems that they're always the ones that grind it out and, and they're in there at the end. Yeah, I have Wisconsin as a potential favorite, but I'm going with Iowa. I love the Hawkeyes. We've talked about it before. I love the way they play football, run the ball, run heavy. And uh, I think Iowa's always in the picture. I think they always are close. Uh, I mean, they, I think, weren't they number one at one point last year at, at some point in, in the year? Yeah, uh, they, they got up to number two. And the first week they were number two, I think they, they got upset. So if they if they can survive not losing a, a worthless game, I think they can have a good run. But of course, in my opinion, Ohio State wins the Big Ten. Uh, I would assume you agree with me. Yep, I I also pick Ohio State. I, I think pretty handedly too. Yep. And then next up, we have the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is always up for grabs. Who's going to win it this year? Which team is going to come out on top? But this seems like the first time that it seems like Oklahoma 
isn't is in the picture, but as not as as much as it normally is. So, Hump, are you going with your boys, the Longhorns? Are you going with the Bears? Are you going with the Sooners? Who's winning the Big 12 this year? You know, Dalton, you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. This is kind of the first time in a long time that I don't feel, and I hate Oklahoma, okay? Every, if, if you're a walk-on radio fan, you know this, but I don't feel that Oklahoma is really in the mix um, at all. Uh, I think that it's I think that it's Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. Uh, if, if I had to put my money on it, I think Baylor is – I think they're a safer pick, obviously, than Texas, but I think that if Texas million-dollar man quarterback is truly who everyone thinks he is, I think that Texas is going to be very tough to beat uh, because they've got everything else. Uh, I know defense, has, there's been some concerns there, but Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy, uh, Jordan Whittington, way too much firepower for anyone in the Big 12 to be able to stop Texas if Quinn Ewers is who people think he is. And so I am I'm going to take Texas. I know there's no surprise there that Ron Humphreys is picking the Longhorns, but 2022 Big 12 champs giving the Longhorns. Yeah, so it was a toss-up for me. Uh, I can't keep picking Texas and just being disappointed every time. Uh, I like Oklahoma State, but they lose their defensive coordinator uh, who goes to Ohio State. Um, so, man, I, I think it just comes down to Baylor being being the guys and can, being consistently well. They're, they're, coached, they're coached phenomenally. So I think it does come down to Texas and Baylor. I don't know how I feel about Oklahoma yet. I think they're going to be good, of course, but just not to the level they have been without Lincoln Riley. So I think Baylor walks away with this one. But I don't know. if Once we get in the Final Four talk, it's a little bit different because I don't know how legit Baylor is for playoffs. But – We'll get to that later. Baylor to win the Big 12. And then finally, we have the big dogs, the SEC. And starting off, Hump, the SEC East, a lot of good names in there. But are we going to get a repeat with the Georgia Bulldogs winning the national championship? What do you think? SEC East, Dalton, uh, I think Georgia is the favorite. But there are some very interesting teams on that side. Uh, I think Florida, and you talked about Anthony Richardson kind of getting the – finally getting the QB1 status. I like that. Uh, I think Kentucky is an interesting pick. Uh, our boy Ramon Jefferson is there. I love I love seeing him. The pictures that he's obviously doing really well because they post about him a lot. <laughs> um, but I think a sleeper is Tennessee. Um, I think that they are a couple years away from really being good. Uh, I am going to take the Bulldogs here, but it'll it'll be interesting this year. I don't. I'll tell you this, I do not think that the Bulldogs repeat as the national champions. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going with Georgia. Don't think they repeat. But, man, I'm excited about Kentucky because that's a that's a basketball school, when, like Hum says. Let's see if they can turn around. It's really fun watching Ramon. They call him the bowling ball. Uh, but I'm excited. But give me Georgia here, and it seems like they're going to be able to win the East. But the, whoever wins the SEC is probably coming out of the West. And then going into the West, we have Alabama, A&M, a lot of good names. Florida, who is in the West, is coming out. Is it going to be the Crimson Tide? Yeah, it's going to be the Crimson Tide, Dalton. Uh, I, I, they're way too much, way too much stardom. Uh, Heisman Trophy returner, best defensive player in the country. Multiple, I'm sure there's multiple NFL receivers and running backs on that roster. Um, and I picked them as winning this division. I, A&M, they're not there yet. Um, I think A&M can be good, but 
they're just they're not there yet. They haven't shown me anything that says they're there. And you might say, oh, well, they beat Alabama. Well, Alabama did okay uh, recovering from that. Lost in the national championship. And, and I think that there's a great chance that they get back. The team that I would talk about in this division that I think can really, really surprise some people is the Arkansas Razorbacks. I think the Arkansas Razorbacks will get second in this division, which to me is probably a hot take. Uh, I think that they are good enough to finish inside of the top 10, maybe go to a big bowl. Uh, but I think the Razorbacks are our team to look out for this year. But give me the Crimson Tide in this division and the entire SEC. Yeah, give me Alabama here. I think A&M has a good chance, but they got to get to Sam Houston first. Uh, but Alabama's Alabama. Nick Saban just sent a hell of a needle. He's going to be there for 2029. Give me Alabama, of course. You, you can never go wrong with p- picking the Crimson Tide. So, Hump. You know, we know how Zoom works. We are not on a professional account, so we only get 40 minutes. So this is going to be part one of Zoom. And so we're going to move on. And the next part, we're going to talk group of five, Heisman, and the final four. So we're going to stop it here, but we will be back. For y'all, it'll be instantly. But for us, we got to make some changes. So we will be right back. Hello, everybody. Of course, like we said, this is part two. And for y'all, it should be a quick cut. But for us, we had to set up some things. So let's continue our talk hump. Next, we're doing the top five group of five schools. So you know how we do it. Let's start from number five. Uh, Before you go, I have a number six. Uh, Of course, it seems we always break our rules. But a number six, Utah State, a team that, you know, a lot of people didn't haven't heard about. Had a great game week zero. Nick Saban even said this is a team that can compete in any conference. They're about to play Alabama. You know, I don't know if that's going to go well, but Utah State, great team, uh, plays well, and I think that they're going to be pretty good. So, Hump, who is your number five? Well, I actually also have a number six. Uh, I couldn't decide on five. Uh, and so my number six is BYU. Uh, I think BYU, you know, they – they seem to just always put a good team together. Uh, they, they play a tough schedule this year, play, play some big name opponents. I know BYU plays Baylor uh, at some point, but yeah, if I had to pick number six, I would go BYU. And then my number five is, it might come as a surprise, but I think that Cincinnati is going to be down. Uh, I think that they kind of had their dream team season last year uh, and, and with the loss of Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner and Alec Pierce and, and those type, I think Cincinnati, there's a chance they could be down. Uh, I expect them to lose to Arkansas this weekend. Uh, that's going to be a great game. But so number five, I will go Cincinnati. Uh, for my number five, I went with Coastal Carolina, the Chanteliers. Uh, I think they're Ch- Chanticleers. All- Chanticleers. The program, uh, you know, they got the, the mullet, they got the, the swagger, the confidence. And I think every year they pull together some good wins to get on that top 25. Uh, so give me Coastal Carolina at five. Uh, always good program, and I know they will continue. Hump, who is number four? My number four is uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, and just, just like you said, I think that they are they're a good program. Uh, you know, since moving up from FCS, they've, they've had success. The last couple of years, they've had a lot of success. I really like their quarterback. Uh, they did lose Isaiah Likely, um, who's a looks like he's going to be a pretty solid NFL tight end. Uh, but they, the, the Chanticleers are my number four group of five team this year. 
For my number four, I went with San Diego State, uh, a team that just <clears throat> always seems to find themselves in the top 25. Uh, they always they have a good record, and uh, I really like the Aztecs. And also, they've got some fire jerseys, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Very cool. If, do you think I use jerseys as a way to help me rank? Of course I did. But uh, San Diego State, a team that is always up there. So give me them at number four. I mean, that's the only appropriate tiebreaker is what are your uniforms or if you have an FCS name or not. No kidding. And I mean, Aztec, that could be an FCS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Who is your number three? Number three, I am uh, going right down the road to the UTSA Roadrunners, uh, coached by East Texas high school legend Jeff Trailer. Uh, he is – he has really turned that program around. What they've been able to do recruiting is incredible. Um, I think that they've got a hell of a contest coming up this weekend against Houston. Um, maybe Houston is later on this list. Maybe they're not. But uh, UTSA, number three, I think that they are going to continue to go up. I really, I, I, With Jeff Trailer at the helm, I'm telling you, that guy can recruit. Yeah, man, it, it sucks, and it might be a hot take for me, but UTSA is not on my list. Uh, I really like their team, and I, I just don't know if they can continue the success. Uh, I thought it was kind of a one-hit wonder year for them, uh, but I, I, I hope to be wrong. I love cheering for the Texas schools. Uh, my number three is Central Florida, UCF. Uh, I think they're, they're always consistently – a good team, and I think they, they bring in a lot of good weapons. They do lose Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he's off at Oklahoma now. But I still think they're going to be able to bounce back and, and have a good year. Um, are they going to be better than UTSA? I don't know. But the American Conference is always competitive. And uh, as you can see, most of, most of our guys are from the American Conference. So that kind of shows uh, the dominance they have in group of five. So give me USC or UCF at three. Hump, who is number two? Yeah, I had UCF just outside the top five. They were probably six or seven for me. Um, I, I think that they talk about cool uniforms. Oh, the space, the space uniforms, those are awesome. But number two, Dalton, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Uh, I think that App State is a team that last year really showed a lot. Uh, I think that App State has a legit shot at beating North Carolina this weekend. Um, and I think App State is a team that can really make some noise in college football this season. Uh, my number two might be a little biased, but it is the Houston Cougars. Uh, go Cougs, of course. Uh, I, I love the Cougs. I love watching them. Of course, my sister goes there. Um, so, or not anymore. She graduated, but she went there. She's an alumni now. But the Houston Cougars, man, if Cincinnati doesn't have the season they had last year, they were definitely in that conversation to be the best team in the American Conference. Uh, and, and they put it to Cincinnati. So give me the Cougs. Uh, I think offensively they're, they're powerful and they're deep. It seems like they're slowly becoming D-line U with, with the presence they bring. I think they call themselves Sac City. That's like their name. Um, so I like Houston. I like their defense. And uh, for competitive American Conference to stay on top, you have to be really good. So give me the Cougs. And then Hump, who is your number one? Well, you called it a hot take. And so call me a hot, hot take. I've got the Cougars number one. Uh, I think that I think that Houston, the the I think the the era of Houston is too it's too it's too powerful with with 
so many good high school athletes that there's no reason that Houston shouldn't be really good. I mean, that's a, that's a recruiting Mecca. And so the Cougars should be a good program and they will be a good program. I think the, I think the Cougars are going to beat UTSA this weekend, who I have high regards for. Uh, but I, I think that Houston can get back to beating Oklahoma in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl like they did years ago. Uh, and so the Cougars are my number one group of five team of 2022. Uh, my number one, and it's a safe pick, boring pick, boo-boo, but I went with Cincinnati uh, just because of the fact that they had the season last year. Uh, they made it to the Final Four. So even though they did lose some key pieces, they, they're going to have to – they have the right pieces, and they showed they can get there. So I think, you know, just kind of like having Alabama number one, you kind of automatically start them, the number one group of five. Whether they dip off or not, we will find out. But I'm going with Cincinnati here, safe pick. But uh, like I said, I keep mentioning it. The American Conference is so competitive that you I know, you never really know. They're kind of like the Big 12 where it seems like it's always a different person. I mean, there's a one point where Memphis was the best team there, and they've kind of dipped off. So we'll have to see who wins it this year. But automatically, I, I just kind of keep Cincinnati at top because they were the first ones to do it, and maybe they can do it again. Uh, humble C with our Final Fours if they make it in. So next up, we have the Heisman. And uh, this kind of seems like there's a couple names that are already set in stone. But what me and you are going to do is we're going to pick our four finalists and then we're going to pick our winner. Uh, so this is in no particular order. So who is number four in your finalist? Not saying they're fourth place, but the okay. member in. I'll, I'll say mine in a random order. Um, I Obviously, I know who the winner is on my ballot. But I'll say this in a, in a no, no nothing random order. Um, but so the first guy I'm going to say, I'm going to go Bijan Robinson. I think that if Bijan Robinson, there's there has to be one skill guy in the in the Heisman final. Uh, it's it's a QB award for the most part. Um, so Bijan Robinson can be my my skill guy uh, in the award. I think if he stays healthy, he's probably the. I don't know. I don't know if he's the. He might be the best player in all of college football. He is he is that good. Uh, I really hope that for Texas' sake, he stays healthy. Uh, but yeah, give me give me B. John Robinson. Uh, my fourth person, my my first member in is Will Anderson, linebacker from Alabama. Uh, it always seems there's a defensive player that gets thrown <laughs> in the mix, never wins it. But he seems just like you said, B. John Robinson looks like the best player in college football. I think Will Anderson is also in that picture to be. You know, the most athletic, the best player in college football right now. Just an absolute animal on that defense. And, and you know, you got to get used to seeing some Alabama people in the Heisman running. So I'm going to start it off with him. He's your defensive representative. But uh, I have two sleepers that are my, I guess, how we had sixth place, our, our fifth uh, spot in the uh, in the rankings. One of them is Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. Uh, I think if he turns up like he did uh, when he was in last year and they have a dream season, it could happen. And Per request from my good roommate Seth Polsheen, who was a member of my panel, he wanted he's a Nebraska Cornhusker till he dies, and he said uh, you got to throw Casey Thompson in there. And uh, despite the record that they're probably going to have, he continues to throw 400, 500 yards a game. They might put him in there. You never know. So he's a sleeper just uh, to to be nice to my guy, to my the lone Cornhusker fan in Texas. But uh, Will Anderson's my number four. Okay, so if we're doing honorable mentions, uh, guys that I, I call sleepers that don't necessarily make my list, 
I'm going to go Caleb Williams in USC. I think that it's a match made in heaven with him and Lincoln Riley. Uh, I think USC wins the Pac-12 this year. And so if that's true, then Caleb Williams is going to have a probable Heisman type year. And so I think that he's in that conversation. And then the other guy that I want to bring up that I think could be in that situation, um, two of them actually, I think Jackson Smith, Jingba or however you pronounce his last name, I think that he's probably the best college receiver. Uh, and then I think Trayvon Henderson, uh, sophomore running back for Ohio State, is really good too. Uh, and so those are those are some honorable mentions. But my next person on my Heisman ballot is also Will Anderson. I think that Will Anderson is probably the most impactful player in all of college football, certainly on defense. Uh, I think he's a shoe in for the number one pick in the NFL draft. If that team doesn't need a quarterback, um, he, he will be the first non-quarterback taken is my call. And so I think Will Anderson has a legit shot to win the Heisman this year. Defense or not, I think he has a, a real life shot. Yeah, just an absolute athlete. Uh, my next member of this group is uh, Bryce Young, and it seems like we're going to have some similar answers here. But uh, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, I mean, he hit last year just amazing stats. He was in the running for the award. I, th I think he's going to do it again. It's Alabama. What do you expect? He's got such great weapons around him, and uh, he's going to shine. So Bryce Young, an obvious finalist for the Heisman. Yeah, I, I, that's that'll be my next one. Bryce Young won the Heisman last year, uh, came up short in the national championship. I expect him to be great again this year. Uh, he'll – probably declare for the NFL draft after this season and he'll be a top five pick I'm sure um but spoiler I do not think that he wins it uh, I think that guys that win it early their expectations are so high that it's almost impossible uh because they have to just what they have to do to win it again is is too great uh and so I think Bryce Young is a is a great candidate to be a candidate uh, but I, I do not have him winning the Heisman this year. Uh, next up for me, I have C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Uh, like you said, they, he has the best receiver in college football, and Ohio State just kind of sets you up to, to have these kind of numbers. They're a passing team, and so I think he'll be high up there in the rankings. I think he's going to go crazy this year, uh, and I think Ohio State bounces back. So give me C.J. Stroud uh, in my next member of this finalist group. It's just kind of – it's obvious you get to the same group of teams every year, and the, with those group of teams, you get the same guys, and it is a quarterback award, like you said. So give me C.J. Shroud uh, next up in my in my finalist group. Yeah, so my last one, uh, no surprise, uh, you and I seem to be on the same page tonight. We were on, we're on the same page more than normal tonight, I feel like. But C.J. Stroud, uh, I think that he's very talented – uh, Ohio State always has a great quarterback statistically. I mean, they really they really put it on some teams points wise. Uh, he's got just weapon after weapon. Um, somehow Marvin Smith's son that caught three touchdowns in the Rose Bowl. No, not Marvin Smith. Marvin Harrison, excuse me. Marvin Harrison's son that caught three touchdowns in the Rose Bowl last year is not the best receiver on his team. And so that says a lot. Uh, but I think C.J. Stroud has – more than enough of what it takes to win the Heisman this year. And then finally, for my last member of the group, and it's a hot take because B. John Robinson is not in my finalist group. 
the reason I did that is because I'm worried about Texas's record, and it seems that a team record affects a Heisman performance. You kind of see that. Um, and I just worry that a couple losses will, will affect his chances of winning the Heisman um, as good of a player he is. So he did not make it. He would be my five or six. But my, my last pick is, is someone you put in your honorable mention. That's Caleb Williams. Uh, you have a guy like Lincoln Riley. He gives quarterbacks Heisman. That's, that's what he does. If you play for Lincoln Riley, you're going to have a Heisman under your belt. And I think you know, it might not be this year, but Caleb Williams is going to go crazy at USC. And so I think he'll have a he'll have the stats to prove it. Even though I picked Utah to win the Pac-12, I'm still very high on USC this year. So Caleb Williams is going to have a great season, and he'll end up being a finalist. So how, how do you want to do this? How do we want to say our winners? Well, I think uh, I know your winner. I think I, I can feel it in my bones. Um, but I'll I don't know. Dude. I don't know. I'll say my winner. It's uh, it's CJ Shroud. I think uh, it's a quarterback award. I think he's going to have the best stats, and uh, I think Will Anderson and Bryce Young might split each other because of the Crimson Tide connection. So I'm going with C.J. Shroud here because Ohio State they're going to be good this year, and he's going to throw he's going to throw a lot of passes. I uh, I also am going to go with C.J. Shroud. Really? Uh, I didn't think that you thought that. Who, did you think I was going to go Bijan? I did. I mean, I think Bijan is going to be great. I think Bijan's going to win the Dope Walker Award for best running back in the country. Uh, but I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the best quarterback in the nation on a team that is going to be one of the best in the nation. Uh, and so I would – and if I had to rank it, I would actually go C.J. Stroud one, Will Anderson two, Bijan Robinson three, Bryce Young four. That would be my top four. Yeah, it's close, but I'll go CJ Stroud to win the Heisman. Well, it looks like we are, I think we've agreed on everything but the Pac 12. And that leads <laughs> us into the final portion of the episode. And that's the final four. Surely, surely we'll be the same here. It's probably going to end up being. So, of course, we're going to start with the number four team. And this is always a hard one. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's start with one because there's less chance that we have three and four at the same. Yeah. We okay. probably have one and two about, about the same. Yeah, so my one and two was was difficult because it, it you know, you never know who's going to lose. All it takes is one. But at number one, the safe pick, Alabama, uh, going all the way, even with one or two losses, could end up being the number one seed because of the strength of the SEC. So give me Alabama at number one. I just feel like you automatically have to throw them in there, whether it's one, two, or three. So Crimson Tide, they will be the first seed. I will also go Alabama number one. I predict them to finish undefeated in regular season play. I predict them to win the SEC, uh, beat Georgia in that SEC title game per usual. Uh, and so give, give me the Crimson Tide as the number one seed. Uh, number two. Kind of the trend we've been talking about, Ohio State, uh, they're in there every year. Now, this, the question is, be, are they going to be able to get over the hump? Because they always make it, and they always fold in the playoffs, kind of like Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, a team we haven't really talked about. It seems like we're both on the same page that while Notre Dame is going to be good, I don't think they're going to be you know, at the level they were. They always seem to get in the playoffs and get destroyed. They got a tough schedule this year, but a new coach. Uh, new attitude. So, well, uh, I'll ask you about. I do really like. I do really like the coach. Yeah, 
But I just I don't think they're going to be able to do what they've been doing. But uh, Ohio State will. They do it every year. Ohio State at number two. Ohio State opens up with Notre Dame this weekend. It's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. Uh, but having said that, I'll take Ohio State because I have Ohio State finishing undefeated in the regular season, coming in at number two. Uh, I picked C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman. I feel like I have to put them at number two or number one to justify that, and so I will. Uh, so, yeah, give me give me the Buckeyes number two. At number three, this is where it kind of gets jambled. Uh, a lot of different people have made opinions. You've seen Desmond Howard's. Uh, for my third, I'm going with the Baylor Bears. Uh, I think you know, we have our Big 12 winner, and I did mention my doubts, but I think Baylor's going to be a good program. If you can beat teams like Oklahoma and Texas and Oklahoma State, I think you'll get the nod. And so I'm going with Baylor here uh, because my number four is kind of a toss-up for me. But sticking with the Bears, Baylor's going to the playoff. Number three, Dalton, this is uh, – if you, if you follow Walk on Radio for a couple years, this, is, this goes against what I've done multiple times. But at number three, going undefeated in the regular season – Give me the USC Trojans out of the Pac-12. No, no Oregon Ducks this time, but I do love my Pac-12. And so I'm rocking with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. I feel like I can actually root for them now because they're not at Oklahoma. Uh, and so give me, uh, give me, give me Southern California, number three. You know, I like that pick. It's something I, I wish I, I had the, the balls to do. I, I didn't do it. I folded. <laughs> Uh, my number four is also a Pac-12 team, but it is not the Trojans. The Utah Utes get in at number four. Uh, I, I think it's one of those things where number four is going to be really open. You have A&M, you have Georgia, you have uh, Utah, maybe Clemson if they if they come back and do what they do. But I think Utah has, has done really well. Let's be real. They they competed against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl for, for a good bit until all of a sudden uh, Ohio State's receivers wanted to become the greatest of all time. So give me the Utes here. They, they, their defense is always strong, and I think Cameron Rising is a great quarterback. And uh, they're, they're going to they're gonna make a statement. I don't know if they're going to beat Alabama, but uh, they'll, they'll get in there. So number four, uh, let, me, let me give you the teams that just missed the cut. I think that Georgia just misses the cut, uh, whether they lose maybe a regular season game, but I do have them losing in the SEC championship. The other team that comes to mind that I think might be back. Uh, now, if they run the table, things could get interesting. Uh, they, they might get in over my fourth team. But I think Clemson is going to be back this year, a lot better than they were last year. I don't think the ACC is great. Uh, but I have I, Clemson probably fifth. My number, my number four team, Dalton, losing one game in the regular season. To the Alabama Crimson Tide, give me the Texas Longhorns, oh, number four. Number four, they lose one game, and then the rest of the way, they went out, they win the Big 12. They match back up with Alabama in the college football playoffs, one versus four for the rematch, and uh, we'll make our national championship picks. We'll, we'll, see if, uh, we'll see if I think the Longhorns can do it. Man, I, I want it to happen so bad, but – They've cursed me years, I guess years. It's been, what, a year now. They cursed me last year. I gave them a chance again. They ruined me again. So I prayed for it. I want it to happen. I'm not as loyal as you are. Don't think it will. But uh, you know what? If that's, if that's true, I'm with you. And then finally, Hump, 
national championship game. We both got some different brackets, so it's going to be two different games. Who's competing and who is winning the national championship for this year in college football? So I've got – I have Ohio State versus USC in a, in a semifinal. So, man, I think that they, there might be a 100 points in that game. There might be 100 points in that game. That is a lot of offensive firepower. But in the end, I, I got to go with the Heisman Trophy winner. I have to. Uh, so give me C.J. Stroud there. Um, I just feel like – I don't know. I just feel like they have too much firepower to, to be stopped. So give me Ohio State as my first nas- national championship uh, team. All right. And for me, we got Ohio State versus Baylor. And in classic Ohio State fashion, Baylor comes out hot and Baylor's going to win this game. Uh, I just think the, the playoff curse is real. And it's, it's two regular season Ohio State and playoff Ohio State are two different teams. And I think Baylor – I think their defense is going to be great. Their run game is always great. So give me Baylor here, three, uh, going in the NAS championship game in, in an upset. Wow, I like it. Okay, so then I have number one, Bama, versus number four, Texas. Uh, I think that Texas is going to be coming into this thing hot. Uh, they would have beat Baylor, OU, Oklahoma State. Their, their lone loss would be to Bama. Uh, so they've seen them. They know, they, know, they know what to expect, but it won't be enough. Uh, I, I'm taking the ultra-mega cliche pick of Bama versus Ohio State. But what I've learned in the last whatever years that we've had this format, that's typically what happens. It's typically who exactly who you think it is. Uh, call it what you want. Say that, that you know, oh, that's no fun. I don't care. That's my pick. Uh Alabama versus Ohio State in the national championship. What do you got going? Yeah, it. I, you see people trying to do some surprise factors and, and bring in people, but it's always the same that we've talked about it. That's why you should expand the playoffs because there's going to be the same teams every year. Might as well have some fun with it. So Alabama versus Utah. Obviously, uh, Alabama is going to win it. Uh, I think Utah can compete, but – Alabama's Alabama. A Utah and Baylor national championship. (laughs) That would be something. Uh, So Alabama and Baylor in the national championship. And for me, you know, boo, boring, boring, boring. Nick Saban holds his 294th national championship in the air and walks away in the sunset while everyone boos because Alabama wins again. It's, uh, It's disappointing that this is where college football has come, but when you're a good program, you're a good program. And, Somebody's going to have to step up and take them down. Dalton, uh, man, I've been – I feel like I've surprised you ever since I picked him as the Heisman Trophy winner. But give me the Buckeyes to to beat Alabama this year in the national championship. You talk about their lack of success uh, in the playoffs, and they they won the first college football playoffs at the hands of my boy, Ezekiel Elliott running through the South. They beat Alabama that year. Um, and so, I don't know, man. I got a good feeling about this Buckeye team. I'm not a Buckeye fan by any means, but I got a good feeling about them. Uh, I'm not picking I'm, – I'm not picking um, – oh, I'm not picking Alabama here. Sorry, somebody was at my window saying hi. Uh, but I'm not picking Bama here. I'm picking Ohio State. And, uh, yeah, go Buckeyes. So there we have it. There's your college football preview. We have so much to talk about as the weeks go on. 
We got NFL. We're going to continue with scores and things. We're, we're back in action. Walk on radio's back for, for the season. So, Hump, any last words before we finish off and we get ready for some college football? No, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have my, my Saturdays completely filled uh, with football and sitting on the couch. Um, you know, I'm really into golf now, so my plan is kind of play golf real, real early Saturday morning uh, and then plop down on the couch, maybe order some pizza and uh, watch watch some football. I'll be tuned in uh, to Sam Houston, Texas A&M, especially this weekend. Uh, Dalton, our next episode is going to be kind of the kind of the same style, uh, but it's going to be NFL. And that's going to be next Tuesday. Uh, we're excited for that. I'm sure that Dalton and I uh, will have some disagreements, uh, disagreements there because uh, NFL is when Dalton and I really like to get feisty. And so that's fun. I've, I've had all my fantasy drafts. Those went well. I'm sure we'll talk on that next week. Uh, but, man, God bless football. I'm so happy that it's back. So excited. I uh, can't wait for the NFL. It, it seems like the NFL is the one where, you know, it, it's similar to college football where you have your typical winners, but it's always it's always new every year who who's going to surprise. So, of course, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Walk On Radio. Keep up with what we're doing. Uh, catch us, catch Sam Houston against AM. It'll be on the SEC network. Uh, if you have it, go ahead and watch and support me and, and Hump's team. And of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.